burped in my face. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, hey guys. Hey. Hey. Welcome to the 13th Floor Podcast. I'm Cece. I'm Alex. I'm James. And today we're talking about Caribbean cryptids. Is it Caribbean or Caribbean, James? I say Caribbean. Uh, they're both acceptable, but I do think I'm better than people who say Caribbean. Isn't it pirates? Of That's the, the only time it's okay to say it. No, no, both are totally acceptable. I do say Caribbean. Though. Oh my god, mm. James! Boy, we're getting oh, this episode's off. You're already fried. Shots. I'm not. I'm not. Please. Same thing with people who say often. Um, I say often, and I hear some people say often, and I'm like, hmm, okay. <laughs> I, say, I say often. I know I you do. I took note. Oh. <laughs> so I've got I've got Alex burping in my face, and then I've got James <laughs> verbally burping in my face. So happy 2021, you guys. Oh, yeah. We're here. Yeah. Uh, it's a new year. Hopefully, this trend ends soon. I'll squash it, you guys. There's more burping so. in your future. <laughs> <laughs> um so did you guys have a, a happy new year celebration oh yeah it got wild it got wild <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I watched a lot of queen's gambit yeah yeah and then i took 10 seconds off to watch the ball drop and i swapped back over to, to queen's gambit, <laughs> gambit. man yeah. the footage of new york was so surreal. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. We just watched that 10 second ball drop and it was like really bizarre, but we mostly just watched, was it Delhi? Delhi? What, what, oh, which, no, it was Dubai. In Dubai, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, they, oh my goodness, yeah. We, we mostly just watched Dubai's New Year's celebration. Yeah, <laughs> that it was, was more interesting. Well, it was how we celebrated uh, New Year's with Gwen. We counted down with Gwen. She obviously Aww. goes to sleep earlier. So. Yeah, that was how we celebrated. We used Dubai's, and uh, they just completely kick America's butt in terms of the celebration. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I mean, the New York one was very—it was almost post-apocalyptic to watch. It was very dystopian. It made me really sad and depressed yeah. for some reason. Well, yeah, and even the D- Dubai one, there was no people, but it was a broadcast on the side of this building, and it just I was like, man. This antiquated ball drop is so lame compared to this. Yeah, it was. There was like really no comparison at all. Yeah, flipping drone fireworks—that's a new thing, man. Oh man, more than fireworks. Well, uh, I'm happy that Alex had a good New Year's Eve celebration. Yeah, did so you I, not? I mean, I had a great celebration. Although yeah. I tried to, I wanted to make hot chocolate, but I was too lazy to get off the couch, mm. and so I didn't make it. Yeah. Um, so it's twenty twenty one goals. Yeah, mm. James, what did what did you do to celebrate? Uh, I smoked a cigar and watched The Crown, and uh, nothing notable about it except it was the longest cigar ever. It was a two hour cigar. Oh my gosh, wow. James! Yeah. I've never smoked a cigar, so I'm not sure. Like, what what's the average length of a cigar? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that was the weird thing is it wasn't. It looked like a normal cigar, but it took two hours, and usually it's like half that, if that. Usually, like forty five minutes. And you're doing this inside. Uh, well, it, this is the- and James, I believe this is a rental property, correct? It, it, yeah, but I have asthma. All right, so it's I'll okay. Be con- I'll be uh, I'll be <laughs> contacting everybody. No, I had a brilliant uh, scheme to do that. I, I actually just sat outside and put the the TV up against the glass. <laughs> <laughs> well. 
I was gonna say that two hour cigar. James probably woke up like four hours later, didn't know where he was. Oh, I, I felt like you know that Kramer episode where like he smokes too many cigars. Like that's <laughs> oh, how yeah. I felt. That's how I felt the next day. Oh man. Well, James, I'm glad you had a cigar, Alex. I'm glad we watched Queen's Gambit. We gotta finish that. <laughs> yeah. So you guys, do we have an icebreaker today? Here's one. Um, because all three of us have been to the Caribbean, so. What's like a fun anecdote you've got from that? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. James, yeah, let's find out this is this. news to me. I've been to the Caribbean. Yeah. When did you go, CC? I know for a fact you guys have been to the Keys and you've been to... Uh, we've been to Key West. We've been to Key West. That's as that close counts. as we've been. That okay. counts as the Caribbean? And, well, All right, yeah. Well then. 100%. I feel like we're fudging the Caribbean a little bit, but I'm willing to go with it. That's where Alex and I... Alex <laughs> and I went to Key West for our honeymoon we mm. went to the southernmost point i've got a picture of me standing on the little barrier that's the southernmost point of the united states yeah and there's <laughs> a line that says caribbean not caribbean <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness we went during off season it felt <laughs> it felt different um and alex and i we had a great time i remember we went to the butterfly museum and i they put a stamp on my hand and i had a brand new dress i was so excited about this beautiful purple dress that i had oh, yeah. and then they put a stamp on my hand of a butterfly to say oh she's paid admission she can go in and the ink on the butterfly stamp got all over my new dress and i cried in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it went real well yeah that was that was basically our honeymoon <laughs> <laughs> That was it. <laughs> CC crying. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. No, it was wonderful. It was beautiful, but. It was great. Yeah. Do you have any? Just, I was fascinated by the chickens. Yeah, you know, chickens roaming everywhere. Running around everywhere. Mm. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, it was wild. We went to a pirate museum. Did we go? Oh, yeah. Well, was it a pirate? Maybe it was. I don't think it was a pirate museum. There were pirate stuff there. Sure. Uh, I remember CC. Uh, we went to the aquarium where there was some beautiful, <laughs> beautiful sharks, and CC almost passed out outside. Just laid down in front of the museum. I got overheated and I almost fell into the shark. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes, <laughs> I've yeah. got a picture of Alex because they said, "Does anybody want to feed the sharks?" And so uh, Alex volunteered, and so they gave him a fish to throw into the shark tank, and they all just like you know came to eat the the fish and. I took a picture of it, but like as I'm taking the picture, all of a sudden my peripheral vision just started to close in and I couldn't see anything. Um, and so I could have very well fallen into a shark, shark tank. tank at that point, um, but I didn't, fortunately. Man. And I went out front the aquarium and I laid down on this little wooden like plank thing and I just passed out for a few minutes. <laughs> a man came up to me with a bottle of water and said, are you okay? And I said, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So... So praise God. Yeah, Thank you to that man who brought me water. I have no idea who he was. He was an angel. But Alex was inside feeding the sharks during all this. <laughs> so. I went outside with you. and You're like, oh, go ahead. I'm just going to lay here for a minute. I was like, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you let, he left his passed out wife. <laughs> to be fair. In front of the aquarium. The, you passing out, I did not know was on the table. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our honeymoon. Uh, James, James, what about you? What's your favorite tale from the... Caribbean. Uh, um, I went to, among other places, the uh, British Virgin Islands, and I got the opportunity to swim with stingrays. And oh. it was one of the most fun things ever, and I really like stingrays now. Like, I didn't care about stingrays before. 
In fact, I had a little bit of a grudge because this was right after Steve Irwin. But oh. yeah. And I was a little nervous because of that. But oh my God, they're basically like uh, cold blooded ocean puppies. Flipping love stingrays yeah. now. They're gorgeous. Yeah. They're feeding fine. Them. And you can pet stingrays. Yeah. Well, let's stop praising this thing that killed Irwin. Mm. That was, you know, you know when this that feels happened, dirty now. It actually dirty. was a very. Um, What's the memorable point in my life? Because I think yeah. that might have been one of the first celebrities that passed away that I cried over. Yeah, that was yeah. upsetting. Yeah. No, I mean, he's a personal hero. Well, this is off subject, but did you know that Alex and I narrowly avoided catching COVID? Ah. Yeah, James, did I tell you about this? About Because no. you know how I went and got tested for COVID yep. before Christmas and I got false positive. positive. Yep. Yeah, I was freaking out, and then we went and got retested, and it turned out it was a false positive, yep. um, which was great. But when we were waiting to get our test results from like the the PCR test, the longer test that's more accurate, mm-hmm. um, Alex worked from home the like the entire week, and then come to find out that when Alex was away from work, someone at his his office caught COVID, and everybody in the office actually got COVID while Whoa. we thought we had it, and we didn't. Yeah, so that false positive actually helped us avoid COVID. Dang, wow, that is some deep karmic stuff right there. (laughs) Yeah, so so uh, that's I mean that's a a little happier story, not for any of your colleagues. Well, they're all fine. Yeah, they're they're fine. fine. But anyways, you guys, we're talking about the Caribbean cryptids today. Our topic was submitted to us by Henry the Host from it came from a monster movie podcast, which is wonderful. He's also working on a really cool thing that I'm going to be on too. It's a Audio comic? I don't even know what it's kind of called. I guess it's an audio drama, right? I mean... An audio... He's... Oh, no. He's listening right now, and I know he's just shaking his head, being like, did James just hiccup in the middle of them plugging this? And also, (laughs) (laughs) why can't they plug it right? It's an audio drama, but I'm going to be in it, which is really exciting. It's called Apex, and it's actually really cool. If you're a fan of Godzilla or any, like, giant monsters, monsters in general, or just, you know, cool stories... Definitely check it out. He actually just started an, a Twitter account for it. Let me pull it up really quickly. In the meantime, little shout out to BDB Tunning. Uh, we get requests a lot, but he requested like four things yesterday or sometimes. What? So. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you, BDB. 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 So Henry, the host, it's called Apex, a giant monster audio drama. Which is what I call, I call it an audio comic. An audio drama. Um, and it's at Apex underscore audio drama on Twitter. So if you want to follow that, by all means, do it. And you can listen to it because it's actually, it's a really, really good story. Like, I'm really mm. excited for it. So that's coming up. That's going to come out at some point in 2021. Also, should we, we should shout out to the world today, shouldn't we? Yeah. I feel like I forgot. I didn't do it last week. Did I do it last week? I don't uh, think I did. Right. But we're going to travel the globe right now. We're going to give a warm hello to all of our listeners in Albania. Because we've got some new listeners in Albania and then also some new listeners Ooh. in Morocco. Oh. I think it's the first time Morocco's ever been on our map, so that's really exciting. Nice. And then here in the States, I had Alex point earlier to the map. Yeah. He pointed to Arkansas. <laughs> so happy new year to everyone in Arkansas. Thank you for listening. And no matter where you are around the globe, thank you for tuning in. Yeah. Because we always we like doing this for, for you guys. It wouldn't be magical without you. Yeah, it mm. wouldn't. It wouldn't. So James, you mentioned that somebody 
submitted a whole bunch of topics. Who who submitted the topics? BDB Tunning. Uh, you mentioned that BDB Tunning submitted topics, and all of our listeners, if they want, they can submit topics too, right, James? They sure can. And you know what, James? I, I'm gonna. This is gonna be my New Year's gift to you. I'm not gonna make you list out where. Send their <laughs> topics in. Thank you. So so. Instead, instead, I'll do it. So you can send it to. <laughs> I'm gonna burp in your face now. No. Um, I'm going to do it because I know that if I don't, no one's going to get right. So if you want to submit a topic to us, it can be any topic in the world, whatever you want to hear us talk about that's just a little bit odd, weird, strange, cool, scientific, uh, you can send those into mm. us on Instagram at 13th Floor Podcast, on our Facebook page, also on our website, 13thfloorpodcast.com, and uh, email them to us at 13thfloorpodcast at gmail.com. So. Are we ready to start talking about cryptids? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. And I'm going to start us off today. Okay. <laughs> You're excited. I'm excited. Ju- jubilant. 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 Okay. I added too many eyes. All right, go. Yeah. So, you guys, uh, I got all of my information from two sources today. Um, one of them was a really cool blog post by this girl named Lisa G. Buckley, PhD, and she's a, a vertebrate paleontologist and an ichnologist ichthyologist it, no it says ich i-c-h-n-o-l-o-g-i-s-t that was on her her website I copied and pasted james okay so anyways that's what it said on her her website um <laughs> yeah you can look it up alex look it up i want to know i'm the fact i'm the fact checker here because you know the fact checkers been well, doing so well, why don't you read your stuff like okay. i'll interject in the middle of your thing yeah you write it write it in the chat so i'll see it because i don't i'm not placing it mentally because I'm thinking of a fish study or fish sea scientist. Uh, traces of organ or organismal behavior, such as burrows and footprints. Oh, no, I've never heard of that. See, I was thinking of ichthyology. Interesting. Yes, that's not what she studies, James. Maybe we shouldn't be correcting yeah. people. I still want to see it in the chat because now I want to learn more. Yeah, he'll, okay. he'll chat it to you. Um, so today I'm going to be talking about one hmm. Caribbean cryptid or Caribbean. You know, if somebody from the Caribbean or Caribbean wants to message me and let me know how the pr- the preferred pronunciation is that, because I'm, I'm very curious. Um, so I'm going to be taking us to the island of Andros, which is actually the largest island in the Bahamas. According to Wikipedia, its area is greater than all of the other 700 Bahamian islands. Bahamian. How do you say that part, James, too? I would say Bahamian. I would say Bahamian. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> but but while the uh, the island of Andros is big, it's also largely untouched land wise. There's about seventy five hundred people living here, so it's not many people living here. But it's beautiful. It's covered in mangroves and palm trees. There's luscious saltwater marshes and captivating sandy beaches all over the place. The word marsh really makes me want to eat a s'more for some reason. I can't imagine why. I can't imagine why. But anyways, also on the island, you guys, you might run into the Chick Charney. Oh. Yeah. And oh, no, no. He goes, hoo, Oh, he's an owl. Hoo, Sounds like. Yeah, he looks just like an owl. Oh. But I came up with some nicknames for him because I love the name Chick Charney. Although I called him Chick Charney for like the entire time I was doing my research. And then at the very end of it, I realized there's no A between Chick and Charney. It's. Huh. I like Chickacharney, though. Uh, Chickacharney. Yeah. But anyways. It sounds delicious. <laughs> it does. His, his nicknames, I've named, nicknamed him Chicky Charns, Chicky Chicky, 
And then charnicles. <laughs> charnicles. <laughs> so oh, wow. I've got lots of nicknames for this cryptid. But the Chickcharney is essentially like just a big old owl. And according to MysteriousUniverse.com, which is my other source, it had an excellent write-up on all the various Caribbean cryptids written by my man Brett Swanser. I've, I've, <laughs> I've used his research for a lot of my topics. But Chicky lives amongst the ancient <laughs> pine trees of the Andros Island. And three is kind of like, in my brain, He's the number three is his number. Um, he's got... <laughs> he's got these fine feathers that cover his entire body. And then he has these piercing giant red eyes that just stare straight into your soul. You know what I mean? Yeah. This. He just sounds like an owl. (laughs) Just wait, James. I'm not even done yet describing him. But here's where here's where the threes come in, okay? I was wondering. You built up the threes, and I was like, where's the threes? He's said to have three fingers and three toes. And they're said to stand about three feet tall and they can apparently turn their head 360 degrees. <laughs> <It's an owl>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounds a lot like an owl to me, but James, you'd be mistaken. Okay. According to local <clears throat> lore, the chick are not birds, but they're actually like humanoid creatures. They look just like birds. I think that they might be very sensitive about their appearance, James. So don't make fun of them because if you encounter one and if you laugh at them, it's bad news bears, you guys. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, they're apparently mischief-making. They're very oh. mischievous. And when I was reading about them, it really made me think back to, like, our elves and gnomes. But if uh, an elf and a gnome looked like a giant owl. But if you're nice and polite <laughs> to Chick Charney, they're said to bring you good luck and fortune. But if you're disrespectful, they'll apparently take you by your head and twist it all the way around. Ooh. Just like, Doop. No. Like you do. Broken. The Goodness. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that dark? That's awesome. Not a pleasant way to go. But fortunately, you can try to charm a chick charney. <laughs> Maybe, I'm saying that more, three times more, fast. Yeah, more like a chick charmy. <laughs> chick charmy. <laughs> uh, to prevent the head <laughs> twist, this is what you got to do. You got to carry bright flowers or a pretty piece of colorful cloth. Oh. And then they'll see that. It's kind of like, you know, uh, when you see something shiny and you're just like, oh, what's that? That's kind of like something shiny for a chick charney. So, like those bright colors. So when like highlighter colors are popular, everybody's kind of safe. Maybe. I don't know. But <laughs> there's actually a kind of historic story surrounding charnicles. Um, <laughs> it, by historic, I mean it just took place a while back. Back in the 1800s. You know what I mean? But this guy named Neville Chamberlain. Have you guys ever heard what? of him? Yeah. Neville Chamberlain. He was a prime minister in England back in the early 1900s, but before he was PM. 1800s, right? No, Not- this this he was born like in 1869, I think. Oh, okay. So his life spanned two different centuries. Oh, wow. Jeez. Oh, that's how it Just works. like ours. But what? What is it, James? Well, he's just very famous because of you I know, know James a, okay 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 I'm gonna okay. go over it in oh, a minute yeah I didn't realize you guys were being okay don't you step on my cloud James oh. <laughs> so before he was prime minister he actually moved to the Bahamas and he opened up this plantation and one major thing that he did was clear the land for farming something called sisal which is like this big pointy tropical plant usually found in like Mexico I think um somewhere in Central America huh. but number one when he was warned about Chick Charney's, 
He just kind of scoffed at the idea and laughed it away. So strike one right there, you guys. Oof. You don't laugh at Chick Charney's and expect to get away with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And two, he cleared the pine trees. So they live in pine trees. And they couldn't do that when Chamberlain <laughs> took an axe to her nest, you know? Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, so naturally the Chick Charney's were pissed. So they put on their revenge pants and they went to town. Oh, know? they spin his head around multiple times? No, they didn't spin his head around. I wonder where we would be historically right now. Anyways. Um, no, they didn't do that, fortunately. But apparently his plantation failed hardcore, probably because Sissel doesn't actually thrive in the Bahamas, especially in Andros. So he, For anybody who's wondering, Sissel is a kind of agave. It's, an, it's a kind of agave, you guys. <laughs> oh, thank you, Cece, for that information. <laughs> so anyways. Chamberlain, he he lost a ton of money. All the locals were like, you shouldn't have cut down those trees, man. And then his bad luck continued, obviously, well after he left Andros. Because James knows what he's best known for in history. For signing the Munich Agreement in 1938, which ceded Western Czechoslovakia to Hitler and the Nazis to try to appease him so that they wouldn't like push forward and try to invade other places. Obviously, it didn't work. So was the Chick Charney curse to blame you guys? No, because <laughs> it's in hell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Um, and there is actually talking about owls. There is actually a very good possibility that all of the chicky lore may have come from a real life owl from like way back in the day, um, a flightless mm-hmm. owl that used to burrow deep within the soil of the Andros Island. It is called the Titopollens. Huh. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but. AKA Sounds also right. known as the Andros Island Barn Owl or the Bahamian Barn Owl. And it was about a meter high. So that's about three feet. Mm. But they were believed to have gone extinct back in the 1500s due to deforestation and then overhunting. So a lot of people mm. are like, oh, you know, they're gone. They're extinct. But what if one survived, you guys? Cool. Yeah. What if this is just an ancestor? Or, you know, what if just the story of the Chick Charney? continued on centuries later and here we are talking about it now or what if they got hunted to extinction because they were spinning everybody's heads around <sighs> no mm-hmm. if they were spinning every no that's not why well the, i don't know did you did you talk to one the titopollens would never do that they just look like giant mm-hmm. owls but they were apparently meat eaters they used oh, to eat little yeah. rodents on the island like spinal fluid what alex what the- <laughs> <laughs> so confused so anyways you guys, that is the Chick Charney. Yeah. I hope that I have provided you with a little interesting information about a giant owl. Yeah, you did, did a great job. Um, Alex, Alex, what are you talking about today? I'm talking about two different cryptids. Two of them? Saguapa wow. and the Yeho. Yeho. <laughs> First, I'm going to talk about the Saguapa. Okay. A creature from Dominican folklore. Ooh. Yeah. And this creature is described to look like it has the shape of a human female. Now, things depart pretty quickly from there. It's got skin that's either brown or dark blue. Dark blue. Yeah, so it's not too bad yet. But then they say the Saguapa has these backward-facing feet, which is just completely horrifying. Oh. Yeah. No, your feet should face forward. (laughs) So... Uh, they also have these manes of hair that cover their bodies. Now, the weird thing is, is, you know, something like Bigfoot, I always picture this nasty matted hair, you know, 
Like it's really coarse. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He he he, he doesn't have pant. They don't. Big feet don't have <laughs> access to Pantene. You know. Yeah. So, but this one has smooth, glossy hair. Oh, the kind of hair I long mm. for. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're very their hair is luscious. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So guapas are really kind of interesting. Like they use conditioner. And they have a lot in common with mermaids. <laughs> they have. I was going to say, isn't Guapo like handsome? Yeah, so beautiful. I'm thinking there might be a. Yeah, so that that's kind of what it has in common with mermaids. So some people perceive these creatures as absolutely beautiful when they see them. Mm-hmm. Like they're really attracted to them. Mm-hmm. And some other people, when they encounter them, say that they are completely horrifying. You know, hmm. so yeah, if I, which is if I'm, I think that's also true with mermaids, correct? Yeah, some people say they're scary yeah. looking. Like sometimes they're absolutely beautiful, other times they're completely horrifying. Hmm. So the Suguapa, like the best cryptids, is nocturnal, which means if a photo exists of this thing, it's most likely blurry. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess that applies to daytime cryptids too. But according to what some people say about this thing, is that Sometimes people will find footprints of these things, but they find that it's really hard to track since its feet are backwards. But I say, just go backwards. Yeah, just go backwards. Yeah. Why is it so hard? Just go backwards. Or just go the opposite direction. <laughs> now, <laughs> if it's walking backwards with backwards feet, now that would be tricky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that didn't really make sense to me, but... They do have some interesting abilities because they seem to be really linked with death a lot like mermaids. Eye contact with these things is a big no-no. They say that you could become bewitched permanently. How do you become bewitched? You look at it and then you're like, oh no, I can't look away. And then what they do is they lure you over because with their beauty, they have sex with you. And then they kill you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. That sounds like a siren. Yeah. Yeah. It's got some stuff in common with a siren. They also make these weird bird calls and whining sounds. Hoo. Hoo. Yeah, I guess. I I, I can't even picture it. But they they particularly prey on travelers. So it's not necessarily the native, any native people in the area. Easy prey. That's right. A lot like mermaids. Oh. What? I think I got a theory as to why that's a story. You yeah. know, you, you, we see this a lot with with strange women that are scary stories. It's kind of like a way to keep outsiders from messing with the local women. Well, yeah, you know I, I, mean? I could I could see people taking that story for maybe those types of reasons yeah. or just anything like that. Well, yeah, don't don't be hitting on the ladies at our village because you know some of them some of them will turn into blue ladies and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so. There's allegedly still sightings of this thing, but I could not find any detailed accounts of these sightings. So I wanted a good account, but I could not find any. One question I have about this creature is... Siguapa? Siguapa. Is it like there are multiple of them? Like a herd of Siguapa? Yeah, so they are considered by the people (laughs) in the area to be wild animals. Okay. Yeah. Right. So there are many of them. They're not like these things that are like haunting the area. They're just considered wild animals. Okay. Uh, another weird trait about the Saguapa is its 
ancestry in a way. And that's kind of, when I say ancestry, I mean it's origin. They weren't really part of Taino culture going all the way back several hundred years. So when people have gone back... For anybody wondering, that's the natives. Yes, that is the natives. And they looked at the history of the Taino people, and they never found Saguapa in their history until probably the 1800s, which is Mm. after when the story of the mermaid was created. Okay. So Mm. there is a chance that uh, Saguapa didn't really come about in their culture until after they maybe heard the mermaid story. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. because there is no, nothing in the artifacts that indicates an existence of this thing. Okay. So very, it, it's a more recent development over there. Which, Chupacabra, Bigfoot, I mean, those both have happened in the last, what, 40, yeah. 50 years? Yeah, it's I not mean, been Chupacabra was just, like, 30. And then yeah. we've got... Slenderman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's- and so, you know, it's not unusual for something new to crop up. Yeah. And a siren slash mermaid type thing. Not unusual across all these places. Things lure people away to kill them all the time. So that brings me to my other, my next one, which actually has some some similarities with Saguapa. Your next cryptid. Yeah, the Yahoo. Yeah. I don't know if it has an accent or not, but I'm just assuming it does. Is This is a cryptid that's reported in several Caribbean islands like the Bahamas, Cuba, Puerto Rico. These areas have all had sightings of this thing. So the Yahoo is... It's kind of a bit odd because the sightings describe his or its sizes quite differently. The sizes have ranged from monkey to bear sized. And, you know, monkey mm-hmm. is a pretty broad range to begin with. Like, is this like a. Yeah, like a little tiny lemur or. Yeah, yeah. So, well, a lemur. Mm-hmm. I know. Just, yeah, okay. just move on. All right. Just move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, but it does have big bear-like claws. And once again, just like the Singuapa, this thing has backwards feet. Backwards feet? What is... Okay. Mm. All right. Yeah. Uh-uh, I don't like it. <laughs> now, these things also have something else in common with the Singuapa. The sexy time. Oh. But this time, instead of men, it lures women. And it can reproduce with them. So it doesn't actually kill them. Oh, so there oh could goodness. be there could be a, a human Yeho hybrid out there. Oh, maybe if they met, yeah. Why not? All right, that'd be fun. Mm. A saying Yeho. <laughs> <laughs> I probably said something horrible in our language. Um, so, the <laughs> so they actually get their name Yeho from what they shriek in the middle of the night in the woods or in caves. They go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so their name is actually from the sound they make. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Now the really weird thing about the Yeho is what it most likely is, and from everything I can find, this thing is just most likely a sloth. <laughs> you know, when you mention the claws, I kind of mentally picture something yep. slothy. It, 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 some people think that this is the Antillean uh, ground sloth. Hmm. I, I, I feel like that is probably pretty reasonable. It's this big thing with almost, they look bear-like claws. You know, hmm. and you see it like hanging up in a tree. It's probably laying down, so maybe its feet look like they're backwards or something. <laughs> 
I don't know. But the, the, this thing, all the pictures associated with the story was just this cute, cute sloth laying in this tree. <laughs> and every I just looked it up. It looks like the thing from Ice Age. Yes. That's yeah. sick. Well, yeah. I mean, but the pictures that are being used with it are just pictures of a normal sloth, okay. not actually pictures of the Yeho. Okay. Which is uh. odd. <laughs> I did find someone put pictures up of the Yeho, but it didn't even have backwards feet. So I'm like, well, that's, that's not it. Yeah, when Alex was doing his research, I'm, he did. He got very frustrated because he was like, none of these pictures look the same. Well, the research is for both of these topics is remarkably limited. I couldn't believe how sparse it was. And a lot of these places just copy and pasted from each other. Yeah, I saw that a lot with the Chick Tarney. Yeah, so th- th- these were interesting. I like the, I got, I got two backwards feet horny cryptids. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you guys, that's, I think Alex is done. James, yeah. what are you talking about today? I got two as well. Um, let's start with the shortest one. Okay. I mean, I, I, this is going to be short. The first is uh, is the Luska. I almost gave this to you, Alex, and I'm I'm kind of glad I didn't because I thought it would be doing you a favor, and turns out it would be giving you the short end of the stick because there's just not a lot to say about it. Um, <laughs> If this script is isn't really small and be disappointed because you said short so many times. Uh well, it's it's the sharktopus. That's literally it. It is the sharktopus. The shark-topus. Except the sharktopus is oh. you know that sci-fi original yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh turns out that's actually based on a real sea monster myth. Oh. So yeah, in the Caribbean they swear up and down that there is a twenty-three meter, seventy-five foot long shark. With octopus tentacles on the back end of it. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, it, it is awesome. Except there's not really much of anything known about it. But what's uh, what's scary about the Luska? What makes it such a terrifying cryptid is one, obviously, it's carnivorous, and two, because it's got those tentacles, it can sort of like come on land a little bit, and so. What it does is it lives in caves and close to shore, and if somebody gets close enough to certain areas, it'll just rush them and drown them and eat them, hmm. and that's terrifying. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of dragon stories, except you know, there's no dragon on earth that resembles this. Yeah. This is just a very unique. It, it almost feels out of place. It feels like something you'd read about in like the Odyssey. Uh, it's very Kraken-like, I guess mm. you could say. Yeah, like Other than that, though, there's not a lot known about it. There's not any like notable sightings. It's just a really cool thing that people need to know more about. What's longer <clears throat> and what's more, uh, more documented and complex is the Jombie. Hey, Jombie! <laughs> that was one of the reasons I picked it. Um, That's what I think and- of. Yeah, exactly. And Jombie has an interesting origin um, because we talked about this in our zombie episode, the origin of the word zombie. Uh, zombie. Well, zombies are very similar. Um, in fact, the word zombie is often used for evil spirits or evil ghosts in addition to uh, people who've been altered by, by voodoo. Well, Jombie's pretty dang similar at the get-go. So... It's often associated with evil spirits, sometimes even demons. And it's usually just sort of the umbrella term for anything that's bad and invisible. So, you know, if it's, if it's a spirit and it's not nice, it's a zombie. 
But there's a few things that it does have that that sort of differentiate it from just anything generic. One thing, for example, is that it's often sort of fog-like, wisp-like, which to me, when I hear that, I think of the the Celtic influence over the Caribbean uh, and the very likely possibility of it being sort of related to the will of the wisp. It also casts a long shadow. Now, here are some of the things that I find really interesting, though. We've not really talked about this. At some point, we need to do an episode where we talk about vampires in a more folkloric manner. Yeah. But a lot of the things to prevent zombies from messing with you are really European things that keep vampires from messing with you. So, case in point. Like in voodoo, salt repels zombies. That one's a little more Caribbean. But if you leave a bag of salt or a bag of rice or a, or a heap of anything granular, in other words, they have to count each one before the sun rises and then they're repelled by that. Well, that, that's exactly what you would do to prevent a flipping Nosferatu from messing with you in <laughs> Poland. Yeah. So uh, you, you can see, and that's one of the interesting things uh, that we can really look at with Caribbean cryptids is the Caribbean's a place where a lot of cultures, it's a place where uh, Amerindian and African and European from all facets, both Western like Celtic and, and Eastern like Slavic, ha- just sort of collided. Uh, and you see this with a lot of the words, you see this with a lot of the food, but what's really fun is we see this with a lot of the superstitions and folklore. And zombies are a great example of that because they have a lot of traits that I would say are in common with fairies in Ireland and with vampires sure. in flipping Eastern Europe. So that's just a really cool component about them. Um, for whatever reason, this is a weird one. Walking backwards will keep one from uh, entering your home. So if you're if you're coming home and one's after you, if you walk backwards through the threshold, they can't follow you inside. To me, there's a weird little oh. parallel there with not being able to enter a home a vampire unless invited. It's like a little ritual that you do real quick. If you do that they can't enter your home. Yeah. And lastly, and this is a big one that, I mean, this is a hundred percent, just like vampires, they cannot cross running water. Now I find that doubly interesting when you consider how very little running water is in the Caribbean. Uh, I mean, there are rivers running through several of the islands, but not many. So to me that that's even more of an argument that zombies on a lot of respects are pretty much zombie folklore from Africa and vampire folklore from Europe sort of turn into a singular being. And in some instances, it's more like a, more like a shaman, a dark witch type person. Uh, in other words, not dead and not spiritual, but, but actually a human being, but that's very few and far between. It's a lot less common. Um, and people who repel them are called obeyas. And that also goes hand in hand with Dompiers, the the half vampire, half human folk that used to fight vampires in Eastern Europe. That was a real thing, by the way. God, we need to cover that. (laughs) Um, So there's only one other definition of Jumby. Again, Jumby is very a lot, as you can already tell. But there's one that I find interesting, and that is everything I've said so far has been very negative. In fact, as I mentioned before, it's an umbrella term for negative spirits. Well, there is one iteration of it where it's more like a household guardian spirit that actually can help 
well, what does that sound like from Europe? It's it's mm. like house elves and 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 uh, gnomes and things, yeah. uh, ancestor spirits. Yeah. So, uh, Jumby really, it's it's almost like it's sort of it changes through the lens of whatever people on whatever island have interpreted it. But it's very obvious that a big tint of that lens comes from a peculiar mishmash of African and European folklore. Hmm. And zombies really embody that, I think, better than any of the other uh, myths that I've looked at from the Caribbean, with the maybe slight exception of Aunt Nancy, a.k.a. Anasazi, which is purely African, but still really interesting to see how that got changed. Uh, You know, James, just you talking about that, like, there are so many topics that we need to put into the the vase now. (laughs) Uh, well, well, that's the thing. We can't put it in until we get a request. So somebody somebody request Vampires 2 Electric Boogaloo, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> yes, send it our way. We'll toss it on into the vase. James, do you have anything else you want to add? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, in that case, you know what? I think it's time to jump into the vase. Alex, stir, We're stir, here. stir it up. Got a lot in here. Yeah, I know we this do. This thing is getting... All right. All right. What are we talking about next week? Native Americans and aliens. Yes. Yeah, somebody has requested Native Whoa. Americans and aliens. Um, and this was submitted to us by Caitlin C. in Colorado. Ooh. So, Caitlin, thank you so much for the submission. Do, do I need to say some fun facts about Caitlin? I'm sure you know her very well. <laughs> no, I know you don't know her. Let me, <laughs> let me pull up the fun facts. By the way, Mandy thought they were real and was offended. <laughs> you know, I was worried about that, and then I thought... I wasn't, and I was right. you, disappointed. Sorry, right. you said your sister-in-law brings all the boys to the yard with her milkshake. So. Yeah, I did. I just said it with my sister-in-law. No. Okay, so do you guys want to hear some fun facts? Yep. Sure. Okay. All right. Caitlin once had a pet turtle named Malachi, but it was pronounced Malachi. <laughs> Uh, but one day she came home and he was missing from his terrarium and she and her family never found him again. Oh, wow. It's so a story of Malachi. Dev- devastating. And then also uh, she thinks that black licorice is underrated. Oh. So, hmm. oh. I don't know about that, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I haven't had black licorice in a very long time. Maybe you maybe you've come around on it. Maybe you know they say that your your taste buds change every seven years or so. Yeah. They kind of evolve a little bit. So maybe I need to give it another try. You know what I mean? I think no matter if you just burn your tongue enough, anything is good. I burn my tongue all the time. <laughs> although I have to eat James. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I have to give up coffee, and I'm kind of upset about it. Ah. But anyways, uh, no, you know what I always think of when I think of black licorice. Yeah. My dad. dad. Yeah, my dad, growing up, he loves black licorice. He definitely thinks it's underrated. <laughs> and he, uh, whenever it was Easter, we'd get like, you know, the little jelly beans. And he would always want the black licorice ones to himself. So he always told <laughs> me and my brother that they were dog's noses so that we wouldn't eat it. <laughs> yeah. Just just letting you try the first one should be enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That oh, should have been enough. And it was. But yeah, oh. I thought that they were. Reminds me of uh, old timers in my neck of the woods that would always eat whorehound candy. What's, and, what's that? Oh, man. It's some rough stuff. It shouldn't be candy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I'm going to have to look yeah, into that. It come, it's 
Yeah, it's a plant. It's in the mint family called whorehound, but man, is it rough. <sighs> Maybe I need to get James some whorehound candy for his birthday in August. <laughs> well, Caitlin, thank you so much for sending the submission to us. Next week, we're going to talk about Native Americans and alien sightings. Did you? Do you guys have anything you want to add before we turn off the microphone for the night? Um, hmm. Happy New Year. 13th yeah. Floriers. Happy New Year. <laughs> We're happy you're with us. We can't spend uh we can't wait to spend the rest of the year with you. Um and then again, we've got some exciting news that's going to be coming out sometime with the next uh soon. It's going to so, be coming out soon. Yeah, within the next Very soon. soon. <laughs> next soon. So <laughs> I guess until next time you guys, we hope that you can keep, keep it straight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.